You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Hey everyone, welcome to Empower Me with Aerie podcast. I am honored that you decided to join us today. We are going to have an amazing session. I know we are. Our special guest today is a phenomenal woman, you guys. We're going to be talking about sisterhood and relationships. Listen, (laughs) so ready to get into it. So, you know, if now isn't the best time to to discuss relevant issues like the one we'll be doing today, I don't know when is. You know, this is a time like none other to unify, to love, to cover one another, and to assist one another. This is a time to build with our sisters. And unfortunately, a lot of times that is kind of extinct or not heard of, but we have to change that. It's time to make sure that our relationships are solid, especially with spouses, significant others, and family. You know, when all of this stuff started with the pandemic, um, you know, that you hear so often around uh, March, even though it started before that, but when a lot of, when we start hearing more about it, um, I heard God say family restoration. And um, as if, you know, he was saying that I'm restoring you all, I'm bringing you together, not only just us physically, but of course, restoring us back to him as well. And we have to be willing to lay aside and let up, you know, any indifferences, any type of jealousy, anything that will continually pull us apart. So we're going to get right in it right now. So Miss Lakeisha Townsend, we have her today. She does it all. She is a powerful um, woman of God. She has, she does ministry with her husband. She's a coach, author, mother, and more. So I'll let you, let her explain a bit more about herself. Welcome to the show, Queen. It is an absolute honor to have you here. Please introduce yourself. Tell us more yes. about you. Where are you from and what do you do? Let's get in it. Yeah, so we have been here in Phoenix uh, for about four years. We moved here May 2016 and we're from Ohio. Mm. So my husband and I um, from Ohio, born and raised in Ohio and um, have four kids. We are true Buckeye fans. So Ohio State Buckeye. Love, love it. Uh, We love basketball too. So we are big um, NBA fans. So love basketball. Mm. I'm a true Cleveland Browns fan though too. So although Cleveland Browns, um, the NFL, they are underdogs. They have not won a game, girl. (laughs) But you're loyal. I'm so loyal. Um, but as you stated, I'm a relationship coach, um, and I just love people, and I love uh, unraveling and discovering how people think, yeah. um, how um, they have put their childhood together and that thought process now with adult thinking, mm. and really just helping women win, Yes, right, just to win, so... So a little bit about me and I am, this is a big year for me. So even though it's 2020 and COVID didn't try to mess up, something, <laughs> <laughs> I have already had plans to turn up for my 45th birthday in November. Yes. Yes. And Congratulations. So look, happy birthday, queen. Yes. And you don't look, you definitely don't look 45, even though that's still young. Listen. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. Loving it. Absolutely. So I, I, I am just like, I adore 
um, your spirit, your energy, um, even in person, like you're the same person. And it's, it's, oh my goodness, it's, it's so wonderful to have sisters that have that energy that are, mm -hmm. I could tell you have such a good heart and that you're authentic. The things that you talk about, um, when I heard you get up and share, you know, within, um, ministry school, you know, yeah. for those that don't know, um, definitely I've met this queen within ministry school, but to hear you talk, it was just so authentic and you carry so much power. And so I was like, listen, yeah. I need to talk yes. to her after yes. <laughs> I need to talk to her after <laughs> class and just, you know, collab and just you know, um, connect with that energy because it's so needed. Like we're talking about with sisterhood and everything yeah. that's going on. So speaking of that, what does sisterhood mean to you? Gosh, you know, when I think about sisterhood, I think about really wanting, especially on the receiving end of it, mm. I want that woman to really love me and accept me where I'm at. But sisterhood is also having the gentle correction mm -hmm. if needed as well. And just constantly, consistently inspiring me to reach higher. So true sisterhood for me would be that loving and accepting her where she is, but consistently inspiring her mm -hmm. to reach higher. Yeah, that's such a beautiful thing. And I think that a lot of women today need to know that it's okay to have a sisterhood, you know, and it's okay, you know, it's okay to um, to work with another lady and actually like compliment each other and go forth and help to build each other up because there's way too much competition and it's it's, it's, it's not a godly thing. And I think it's definitely something that's deeper where we'll get mm -hmm. into, the, into that a bit more. So speaking about that, that was absolutely beautiful. But speaking about that, how can we build the camaraderie with our sisters? How can we build that, you know, inclusiveness? You know, I really feel that it's going to start with some real authentic communication. Mm. But you have to have quality time with that person. That's good. Right? And so I, you know, when we think about, we'll talk more, I'm sure, about marriage, but yeah. any relationship, it ends in ship. So it's sailing somewhere, right? It's going somewhere. Um, and I think it needs to start with the quality time. Okay. You know, when we start thinking about how to have that, um, mm. that bond with one another, Mm -hmm. Bond with people by spending time with them. That is so good. Right? And so a lot of times we are just kind of judging from the outside mm -hmm. and, you know, making our own, you know, coming to our own conclusions and making our, coming up with the perception of how we think that person right. is right. based on, you know, how they have dressed, mm. you know, um, mm -hmm. automatic or who they're even hanging with, like, oh, they're this or they're that. And you never spent time with that person to even know to be able to discover. So I think that's where the building can start. That's really good. And it brings me um, to another point. I am actively seeking my, uh, you know, uh, training for to be a mental health therapist as well. So, you know, it's a, huh, my master's, you know, I can do this. I'm like, with God's Let's help, with everything else. But it reminds me to do it. We I'm trying to do listen it. because we need more. We need more. I'm going to be honest. We need more black women, or women yes. of color that yes. are in the mental health field yes. because this has become personal. You know, this yeah. is not just for, for everyone else, but God yeah. was showing me 
how, you know, he had to break off some things from me because of my past, because of the trauma. And so he said, listen, who better else to choose to hand select with everything else that you do, hand select hand select someone that can literally break mental illness, break, you know, the wrong way of thinking and the wrong mindsets within my women, within my queens. And so, you know, even within those studies, even when um, thinking about just the, um, you know, the context of what we go through, I've noticed that people, um, when they have a lot of fear, they fear Mm -hmm. the unknown and that causes division. That causes them not to want to unify. That causes them to want to separate themselves from another person. So when you say, you know, when you said we have to literally have quality time and to communicate, I believe that right there is so key because it literally breaks the back of fear. It lets you you know that, hey, well, I thought this person was like this, but you know, I'm, I'm building and I'm bonding with this person. And the more time that I spend with them, I can actually see that we're more alike than different. And I can actually see, you know, that their heart, they have a a good heart and they're not here to harm me, but help me. And so. So good. I think you said something really key Mm. is I think part of the fear comes with because we are different. Yeah. Mm. So we'll see somebody and it's like, well, Mm. she's a person that, you know, she, she's into makeup. I'm not. So. I'm not going to like reach mm. out to her. Or she's a person that she's definitely into fashion. I'm just a plain wow. Jane. So, so we run away from the differences wow. when we really should be coming together because of the difference. Right. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That brings me to um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, about, and you kind of talked about it, like spending time together, but breaking this, um, I would say a spirit of jealousy or breaking this mindset that you have to be jealous of another person um and it kind of when you said it's okay you know if one person is into makeup and another person is into fashion and um you know I don't want to jump too much ahead but I believe that right there if we can embrace the concept that we all have different positions and that's Mm. how it was supposed to be and it's like a puzzle If all the pieces were the same in the puzzle, it wouldn't fit. We wouldn't have a complete picture. And so can you just talk a bit about that? Do you have anything else that you want to add as to how we could practically break jealousy amongst, you know, us women? I think compassion. Mm. So listen, and learning her story. So we have this this sister, this woman over here, me showing compassion and really putting down what my thought process has been, Mm. right? Which may not be healthy. Mm -hmm. Putting that down, casting that aside and learning her story. Because typically when we learn her story, Mm -hmm. then we're like, oh my goodness. So you mean to tell me that you just started wearing makeup just five years ago? I thought you'd been wearing it all your life. Yeah. you You just opened up a business for that fashion and God just put that on your heart and now Mm. you know you want to start a business with that like we don't know her story and we have got to start learning Mm. one another's story and it comes with that vulnerability but compassion let's leave with compassion Oh right? my goodness. That is so I think that'll yeah. break it. I think that'll help break that spirit of jealousy. If we yes. lead with compassion, mm. we'll be able to hear her story. Oh. That is so powerful. I'm telling you, it's like you're you're speaking when it comes to um like uh within the mental health field, you're 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 really speaking the terminology and it's just 
in in uh, in a different way. And so when it comes to um, counseling or the therapeutic sessions, uh, we call it empathy. When you can empathize with another person, it's, it's saying, I may not understand everything about you, but I'm going to remain objective, meaning neutral. And I'm going to listen because I want to learn, you know, I want to come, yes. um, come to you, you know, so that I can be open to hear what you're saying. And, and, and when we begin to do that, we then begin to remove the judgment. We then begin to yes. remove the walls. And like you said, we can become vulnerable with one another because that takes a lot. It takes mm-hmm. a lot to become vulnerable because you have to trust that person. Like, does this person have my best right. interest or is this person right. just trying to be nosy or right. so right. my goodness, I'm ex- I am like super excited about this subject because it is so needed. It really yeah. is needed. And I think that um, we just haven't taken enough time to really discuss it like more and more and I think that now is a time like none other because of course um you know with all this with so we have social media we have all these platforms where we see we can see other women and we can see all this stuff and it seems like of course you may uh see your sister or whatever see another lady and she may be doing something you're like what you know how does she get this or how does she get that but if we slow our minds down you know what I mean And, and begin to say it's okay yeah. You know, it is yeah. okay. And this brings me to the next point that I kind of wanted to jump down to. I wanted to talk about what are some practical things that we can do within ourselves? Because even talking about, you know, when we try to look at someone else to kind of measure them up, mm-hmm. size them up, I believe we have to start on the inside to say, what is going yes. on inside of me? Oh my goodness. That is causing me to do this. Like, what is it? Am I not confident within myself? What do you think some practical things that we could do within ourselves? I think think we have to really dig deep, Mm. right? And that digging deep normally is not just by ourselves. That Mm. digging deep is with like a mentor, a therapist, someone, maybe, um, you know, a pastor, right? But someone who can dig deep with us and ask us those right questions. Mm. You know, I also think that having some practical things like, you know, getting in the word. Yeah. But having a devotional. That's good. Starting to make sure that you are speaking words of affirmation, Mm. right? Like out, looking in the mirror. Some of those practical things that we hear about, but we Mm -hmm. really don't do. Yeah. Yeah. We really don't do. So yeah. when you start to do some of those things, like a devotional, yeah, right, opening that up and reading it daily, mm. going to the scriptures that are actually in that daily devotional, mm-hmm. and then being able to look in the mirror, and although so you're good. not where you want to be, maybe you don't look like how you you know want to look that day, whatever yeah. it is, but when you start speaking those things out, mm. we know that that's power. You know, our words that's are so powerful. good. Yeah, you know, life and death are in the tongue yes. in your mouth what you speak so true going to either heal or hurt and so we have to train ourselves mm. and it takes a lot to unlearn those things mm-hmm. right and I think what happens is where that sisterhood tying that back around is is making mm. sure then that we have that a person or mm. have a sisterhood where they're speaking the same thing yes that's so good into us. Mm. So I'm looking at my sisterhood circle and it's like, ah, uh, mm. she's really talking the language that I want her to talk. Wow. So maybe we need to adjust that. Mm-hmm. Right? Not necessarily throw her away. Right. 
you make that adjustment because mm. it's going to be what is going in here yeah what's going in here in that heart you know and then also what's coming out so just making sure all of that surrounding for us is part of that practical things that we can make the adjustments in doing yeah, I think that's really good um, because um, especially when a person has gone through so much trauma and yeah. sometimes looking in the mirror, it can be hard to find anything positive to say about yourself. Yep. And yep. so that, and I agree, that is why it's important to have sisterhood that can see you the way that God see you, that can see you in the positive light that you may not necessarily be able to recognize because you're so broken and, and understanding it's a process. And like you said, you may not be exactly uh, where you want to be or look how you want to look, but we have to start somewhere. We have Not to be true. brave enough to look yeah. and say, God didn't make a mistake. He didn't make a yes. mistake when he created me. And I yeah. think that, like you said, once we really begin to embrace um, embrace how God views us, our identity, then it will help us. I always say that once you know your identity, then therefore know your authority, what Ooh. you're called to do. And, and once we know our authority, and what we're called to do, which is our purpose, then it's easy for us to kind of stay in your lane. And it's not yeah. being prideful or anything, but it's saying, I'm going to be the best, whatever it is that God told me yes. to be. And when we can yes. do that, we won't, you know, I think we will have less time to spend looking to the left or the right or looking at somebody else's yard because we'll be so busy mm. focusing on what God is telling us to do. And so um, I totally agree that is that's some rich stuff that you were saying and so I want to kind of talk about identity um mm -hmm. how did you learn I want to talk about you and identity how did you learn to embrace your identity and walk in your purpose was it difficult so I learned how to do that by really getting into the word mm. that really is it yeah. like all of it like yeah really engulfing myself in it and that's part of why I wanted to I have been in ministry school back in Ohio though mm. and didn't totally complete it it was more of like a four-year degree type of setup right okay. um and when I heard about our uh, school that we are a part of that you graduated from <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the way it was um, intentional, you know, blocks and that setup, I knew that that was going to continue my journey. Because here's the thing, we will learn our identity, right, yeah. in Christ, and then we'll be good with that. But it is so important for us to continue growing and learning. Yes. And we think that, oh, okay, well, I've graduated Ooh. from this or I've done mm. this or that. I had went to ministry school, mm. a leader at a church, over right. 2,000 members, you know, and thriving and growing spiritually. But mm. we know that we need to continue that. Yes. We need to continue the learning. That Never so stop good. learning. Never stop learning. That and so, so that was part of embracing and learning my identity is that I knew mm. that it wasn't just, oh, there's that. And then, okay, I'm good now. Mm. You know, because Satan is constantly, he's constantly attacking us. In mm. that area, mm. Right? And he'll come up with something new that you hadn't even, you didn't think about when you were 16 years old. And now all of a sudden at 40, you got an issue with, you know, how your your nose is. And right. You're like, mm. oh, I need to like make this adjustment here. Or mm. how, you know, you wear um, your 
outfit and you can't even have that being an issue right mm. or even thinking like wow i wow you know, i'm i'm crazy and a, a I have Satan talking to me like, oh, you crazy. You know, nobody don't understand you because, you know, you think crazy, you stupid. All of those type of things mm. that you aren't dealing with in your right. Mm-mm. right? Mm-mm. You know, Mm-mm. because though having that identity in Christ is definitely what we have to do, but then we have to continue to do that walk. Yes. To continue on that journey. You know? And so it was then at the end of your question, yeah, it was difficult for me Ooh. because I thought it was, ah, I'm in the season where I got it. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And then a season came that challenged me and it was like, oh, <laughs> what is going I, on? <laughs> right. I, I don't know who I am, right? Wow. Because I actually thought that I had like, I knew that you had to keep evolving and keep learning, mm. but I didn't know that you had to really do the work Come on. to keep learning. Mm. And there's work into that there's right? work there's work because there's the different attacks that satan will bring Ooh. that it's like oh i didn't do that work mm. that's some of the stuff that has come out that's been revealed yeah that i didn't know that was you know deep in there yeah right so learning to embrace my identity came with really continually that continuing that path of learning Mm. and I needed to go into ministry school a second time I needed Mm. to make sure I had a mentor yeah in several areas yeah yeah that's good continuing that learning to be a reminder of my identity that's really good yes it reminds me of um of recently it came to me that age does not equate maturity and what I listen, I'm telling you, I literally that dropped, that dropped in. Of course, it's something simple, but it dropped in my head maybe a couple weeks ago. And I said, huh? And the reason is exactly what you said. It takes work to mature. We can we can just grow old, but it takes work to actually mature within a thing. So to become seasoned within the word, like you said, to to know what to do with with a next if it's an attack, to know how to ward it off, how to fight it, to know how to keep standing. Oh my goodness, you are speaking so just oh so profoundly. You're speaking some golden nuggets that I know I need to hear, and I know yeah. the other uh, ladies, other people need to hear, and I'm excited. Um, for the very end for you to tell us how to connect and what you have going on like you yeah. know virtual conferences and stuff because we need we need to eat we do we yeah. need to we need to have these um these moments we really 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 yeah. do yeah and so um was there anything in particular that you were struggling with you know when you were trying to overcome your eye you know overcome certain things when it came to your identity and then i want to kind of go into what do you believe women keep uh, other women from walking into their uh, identity? Who God has created, who God has mm-hmm. called them to be or chosen them to be, which is in him. <laughs> yeah. So from my issue and what was keeping me as well as what I believe has kept other women is the comparison trap. Mm. You know, so I could embrace my identity okay. in Christ and be okay with it Mm -hmm. because of constantly being caught up in comparing with other women. Yeah. Right. And so again, you mentioned a little bit about it earlier, um, about how it's like, well, God, you know, I know that you've called me to speak to women, women who are married and women who desire to be married, Mm -hmm. but, uh, so-and-so just started 
And now she got speaking engagements. She <laughs> looks she looked good. She looked incredible. And um, she not only did she got speaking engagements, she talking to a thousand women at her speaking engagement. Listen. She got a whole mentorship program going. Yeah. So it yeah. was and it was like, well, God, you gave mm. me what you gave me. But it looks very similar to hers. Mm. And she's doing it really good. Wow. Like, she's doing it really good. And so, good. well, I'm not as good as she is. I'm not mm. as pretty as she is. Wow. I don't have as many followers as she does. Mm. I don't have as much influence as she does. So it was that comparison trap that wow. did me in, tried to do me in, mm-hmm. and that tries to do other women in, wow. where then we can't move forward because Ooh. we're so looking at... What is happening around us? Oh right? my god! What's happening? What they're saying? What they're looking looking like? Who who they're attached to? We're so mm. busy on the outside of what's happening, mm. we have not had a chance really to do that deep, yeah. deep work and to stop comparing. Yeah, knowing your identity helps you to stop comparing. Yeah. And again, though, we got to keep learning our identity. We got to keep yeah. that in front of us. So good. Right? You know, because if we don't, then we'll revert back. That is so good. Oh, my goodness. All of that was so good. Oh, I'm trying to tell you. And I'll just I'll just insert this one thing. Um, just like scriptural base. It reminds me of we of course, I talked about a puzzle earlier, but about like the body of Christ. And it says that God places us where we're supposed to be. And if we're not each if each person is not saying, OK, even though that person we have similar whatever and their influence or platform is bigger at this time. If we're not okay with doing what God tells us to do as a hand, then the body cannot function properly. And it's just like our natural body. You know what I mean? If, if you're, what if your foot said today, listen, I'm not doing it, you know, because the knee got a little more lotion on it and shine a little bit more. She didn't even have time to put lotion on me. The feet was like, listen, I'm not moving today because I'm not shining like the knee. The body would not be able to function. The body would be limping around because the knee's not moving. It's not walking. And it's like, it's like God is saying, queens, queens, you are my royalty. You are my royalty Mm. and they selected like designer original. He's saying, I hand selected you all on purpose for purpose for exactly what you're doing. Oh, this is my God. Listen, this just came up on me. Jesus, listen. So he just um, reminded me there is a this is a huge reason as to why a lot of women have not even received the spouse that they're supposed to have or not even received certain things that they're supposed to have because they have this facade or this mask on to be somebody else and their spouse that God has chosen them for or a person like you know the person that of the characteristics that God wants them to have is like where is she I don't see her it's because you're not being who God created you to be the mask he's saying remove the mask because Mm. I want to do mm-hmm. something for you. You were, you know, and, and it's like God does not make mistakes. And so these are I had to learn these things, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Like you said, yeah. it is a process. Mm-hmm. Of course, me being an unmarried person, um, of course, I date and stuff like that. But me being an unmarried person, of course, there's times within my mind I'm like, well, I should have been this or that. Yeah. But then I think about it and say, well, huh? 
Was I really able to embrace who I was? Like, could I really go into wow. something with somebody else and be an asset and not a liability? Right. You know, right. with, without right. fighting them because I didn't know who I was. Right. And right. and so, oh, you just, mm. everything mm-hmm. you just said just opened up the door of something mm. else. But <laughs> it is so rich. It is yeah. so rich. Yeah. It's so good. Imagine this. Imagine seeing a body, a person mm-hmm. with three legs wow like imagine that Mm. and so when we are out of place Mm. we're trying to be the third leg wow it looks crazy and so we're trying to make ourselves fit Mm. the body has two legs come on right so when we try to come in and have be the third leg and god had told us to be the finger or told us to be the head yeah and we're trying to be in a different position it's distorted Mm. not just physically on the outside but spiritually yeah it's it's distorted yeah so oh no we're gonna have to definitely have another session and come back and talk about this because whoa 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 i'm like there listen (laughs) this is so good and so this brings me um especially to the next part and i kind of mentioned a little bit about it earlier how important do you believe it is for a woman to heal from past trauma be it from uh childhood or what they've seen any dysfunction that they've seen their parents go through or other relationships yeah it is absolutely important absolutely because here's what happens we will base trauma or you know things that brought us joy Mm. we base our core values off of those things wow right you know we have a value system that is based off of what we saw played Mm. out in our lives Mm. you know so we'll look and be like well why they believe that i don't know where they got that from yeah they believe that it's because of your experiences, mm. right? And so it's so important to have total wow. healing as much as possible, yeah, right? Because yeah. I mean, when I say total healing and being a whole person, a lot of times, you know, people's concern is, well, do I have to be whole? Is God just wanted me to be like perfect? And it's like, absolutely not, right? <laughs> but if, right. You, if you know that you have had some you had a situation as a a young girl and this could be a trigger conversation here Mm. where you were touched inappropriately Mm. right by usually it's by somebody that we know Mm. right and it could be even a family member Mm -hmm. then when you go into a relationship and you get married listen and it didn't come out until maybe the fourth or fifth year of marriage and then it's all of a sudden don't touch me Mm. right and it's things that that has now not been healed that's mm. now being uncovered and your spouse is like well wait a minute right this is new so it's just it, it's mm. so important to just have been going through that healing process so not where you are wow. necessarily a hundred percent but if you've not yeah. gone through that process some then it really becomes <sighs> difficult for yes. you and your spouse to then show up yeah right? to show up yeah. for you Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So being healed from past traumas, you got to go through that process. You yeah. have to be on that journey. Again, you don't have to have arrived, right? But you have had to start taking that journey by yourself. Otherwise, then you're going to have a, a a spouse who may not even be capable of really Listen. being able yes. to walk you through that. Yeah. 
page. So wow, that is so good. It's it's a must. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, like I said, for my personal testimony, and I talk about it in my first book called The Loud Secret, um, I had to go through my process. And, you know, I was uh, sexually abused at a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid to tell my parents what happened mm-hmm. to me. And it took me over 20 years. I, I refused to deal with it. And God said, listen, it's time to heal. It's time mm-hmm. because I have more use of you in the, the um, I won't say the craziest part, but the it is kind of crazy. I was operating because, you know, I was called to ministry at a, at a pretty young age. And so I was okay. operating very broken in a very, very broken <laughs> state. But, you know, and I was I was producing what God was saying produce. But in my personal life, it was it was horrible and so I had to be okay and go through my process grow through it and go through my process to heal and God allowed me to um you know embrace that he created me to have better I didn't have to go through the negative patterns of constantly self-sabotaging every relationship every dating situation because I could not understand why a person will want to be faithful and why would they want to love me if the first boyfriend I had cheated on me and and the other stuff that happened to me when I was younger so God was saying that was never my way of for you to think he's saying like you said earlier you have to unlearn some things and then in um you know when we talk about uh mental health or an um psychotherapy and whatnot it talks about there's a a, a practice or therapeutic approach where it removes faulty belief systems Uh faulty ways of thinking and it helps it helps the client literally choose an appropriate way to think and it and it doesn't and the therapist they don't go in and just totally remove it but they present it to the person and say well why are you thinking this way like where did this come from where was the root of it because it's distorted it's not right and they help them unlearn that and and replace it and so what you said is so powerful it is so true and I am in total agreement and this next part that I wanted to uh, ask you about I had to be okay with with doing this part I um went to a therapist and growing up with um you know in a household of pastors my mom dad are pastors granddad were pastors a lot of people may have some issues, especially unfortunately with an African-American community going to see therapists are like, God can heal you, God can do this. Yeah, he works through people. <laughs> so he, he can do it. He definitely can, but he also works through people. Yes. So what are your thoughts when it comes to getting help from a therapist? It's a must. Yeah. It's a must. It's a process that it's going... So here, here's what I think about. If I am ill... Mm. I have something as um, mm. huge as I have an infection um, mm. in my thumb, mm. right? From I got cut and mm. now it's infected. I am not going to go to you mm. for that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, you know, what should I do? And it's right. green and it's hurting, right. it's throbbing, it's swollen. You mm. know, I might have talked to you in the beginning when I first got the cut, like, oh man, I'm doing okay. You know, but I cut on my thumb, you know, mm. like it hurts a little bit. But after a week or two, if I start saying, well, whoa, right. thumb, and it's swollen big, you you may say, well, go to a doctor. Right, right, <laughs> right. yeah. So, when it comes to us learning really about 
how to unlearn those emotional mm. pieces and things that have triggered us or harmed us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even happiness, learning how to really um, so attain happiness emotionally. Mm. Yeah. Um, you have to sometimes go to a doctor yeah. to be able to walk you through that process. You know, again, somebody may say, girl, put that Neosporin on that little mm. cut. Right? Mm. But a doctor is able to say, you know what? Actually, this needs stitches. Yeah, yeah. I see that you got cut so deep mm. that you really need to be stitched up. And then mm. you need to wrap a bandage around it. And then after wow. that bandage, you know, we'll check on it after a week or two to see if it's healed up correctly. Wow. But not just anybody can walk you through so things that have cut you, yeah. things that have hurt you. Mm. So a therapist is going to be that missing piece to be able to have that ointment, to be able to be that bandage. Ooh, so good. Yeah, to be able to to say whether or not you need stitched up in this, mm. and to be able to say, you know what, I think we can take the stitches out. Wow, I think you're good. You know, so mm. having a therapist to me is absolutely. It really needs to be on the same wavelength as having a doctor who is your um, primary care physician. Yeah, yeah. You need to have that type of. Um, therapist where you're able to do a check-in yeah every once in a while so even after you've gotten you know cleared from the yeah. doctor a lot of times even your primary physician will say well let me see that thumb because mm. I, I, I got record that you went to the emergency mm. room and that you had surgery right let me see how it's you know healing up mm. so I think a therapist is added to needs to be added into that piece of, yeah. of importance yeah um, for our mental and emotional health yeah, that is so beautiful. I agree. I talk, I think of um, whole health, spirit, soul, and body. And I say the same thing. I believe a person needs to go see a therapist annually. If you don't feel like there's something wrong with you. I mean, it's not even about something being wrong with you. It's just if you need to talk to somebody, if you want to um, have questions, if there's an, a goal or something you want to reach, if you just need somebody to um, listen to your thoughts and to kind of yes. give you some feedback. Yes. It's like at least once a year, just like you said, with an annual, with a dental check up I totally agree and this is what I this is what I preach I literally say go out and do it if we can do all that other stuff listen oh that is so beautiful and so let's kind of transition into talking more so about relationships and this goes with it as well um you know of course going through your healing process and of course because that could affect your spouse and whatnot. It could affect your dating relationships, um, Mm. your family, whoever. And so I want to ask you, Queen, of look, married for 17 years. Congratulations. This is awesome, awesome, awesome. Who better to talk to about this? (laughs) How can we prepare, um, you know, presently to be our best selves in our relationships with our families, with our spouses, significant others. Yeah. What do you think we can do? So you said the word earlier, Mm. empathy. Mm, Because that is, so when I think about relationships with my girlfriends, when I think about my relationship with my husband, typically there is a strain when Mm. one of us have not put ourselves in that other person's shoes. Wow. So, you know, it can be something as simple as, Mm. you know, honey, I thought you were going to start dinner. I thought you were going to, you know, put the food in the crock pot, right? And then I see that you didn't put it in the crock pot, so I'm upset, I'm frustrated. But what empathy does is says, 
you know what, honey, is everything okay? Because mm. we had talked earlier, we spoke earlier, and so um, you had said that you were going to put the food in the crock pot. Um, did something happen? So mm. we're putting ourselves in that other person's shoes. Wow. Like, is everything okay with work? And maybe you just forgot. And so that's that piece there. Oh, yeah, I just forgot. We got to make sure we don't fly off the handle. Yeah. And yeah. go off and really yeah. say, okay, you're not perfect. You may so good. So when we lead with that compassion, when we lead and have empathy, where we are mm. putting ourselves in the other person's shoes yeah. to say, wow, they may have had a stressful day. Mm. And then having the thought process to say, I know that this person isn't intentionally trying to mm, hurt you. That's so good. Oh, Because right? a lot of times that's where our thought process where you, you didn't put it in there because you're trying to make me mad. Wait, like, listen. Woo! You didn't wake up to just decide, I want to make my spouse mad or I want to make my girlfriend <laughs> mad at me today. Right, right. right? Oh you know, my god. I want to drop the ball in a relationship that is vital to good. me. I really want to hurt them today. Most of mm. us are not getting up with that. So looking at that person to say, you know what? I'm going to give you a pass. I'm going to allow myself so to good. be put in your shoes. And I wouldn't want to be getting beat up wow. by forgetting to put dinner on. Right. Getting beat up because I forgot, you know, that you wanted me to stop at the grocery store. Right, and so empathy is going to be, mm. I think, that key there. That is so rich. That is so good to grace, have grace for them. Oh my goodness, to imp- oh my god, empathize with them. I'm trying to tell you when you just mentioned um, about our thoughts, because within self, you're like, you know, a person may say, "Oh, they intentionally did this." You know what I mean? Oh my goodness, learning to combat those thoughts, learning like, oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. and this is helping me, you know, as well. But learning to to think the best about a situation versus always, you know, immediately going to, they intentionally did that. Yeah. I think that is so important. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm truly excited to connect with you more in regards Good. to, I'm telling you, in regards to more this conversations COVID like stuff, this. Like literally stopped us. We were at, in ministry school, had our conversation yeah. and then didn't oh. go back. We didn't go oh. back. That was like the last time. Exactly, exactly. So oh, I'm super excited to delve yeah, more deep too. within this. So you said empathy. Oh, this is so good. So you said empathy. Yes. And and so um, as a wife, what's, I want to say, what's, you talk about empathy, but what's important to know to be able to effectively support your spouse within the relationship other than being able to empathize or have empathy? You have got to know what their purpose is. Mm, that's so good. So I, I was 26 mm. and he was 24, 25 and 27. So I'm two years older than him. Okay. And even at that time, you know, the twenties, I mean, 25 is not um, super old and it's not super young either, but it's kind of young. And back then when that was like 2001, 2002, we were really being taught about purpose, mm, right? Back then so we were good. really being taught as for especially for a man to be able to walk in his purpose. Yeah. And he knew he had a really good, strong foundation of what his purpose was. Um, and what I had to do to make sure that I was an effective wife mm-hmm. was to understand his purpose, maybe mm. even more than what he did. Ooh. Right. Ooh. And so I made that wow. my business. You know, I made wow. that my, my priority to Ooh. learn it. Now I didn't have to stop the individual purpose and what God had gave me. Yeah. I did 
strongly feel and knew that whatever it was, it was going to join with his. That's so good. Right? So God wasn't going to have me marry this man who's called to be in the ministry, but yet then he tells me, oh, Lakeisha, your calling is on the mission field. Mm, wow. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No. And a wow. lot of times we get that confused where it's like, well, you know, mm. I'm a woman and I have a purpose. And I was like, yep, you sure do. Mm-hmm. But your purpose is going to complement wow. what your husband's purpose is. So to be effective in that, it's important to know what his purpose is. Right? Oh, my goodness. And then another thing, what is he passionate about? That's so good. So that's the spiritual mm. purposes, but the natural, what is he passionate yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. You know, knowing what is he uncomfortable with? Does he have some fears? You know, mm. like, what, what is he scared, you know, to really launch out and do? Wow. Right? And, you know, then what excites him? That's so, so good. Those type of things of really learning about someone. Yeah. I think marriage is school. I think when you get that's married, so you need to be ready to go back to school. <laughs> For life. <laughs> I'm like, oh God. Okay. Oh so you're talking about your master's degree, you got the school of ministry. Just stay in school. That's what you do. Just decide. You prepare me. Decide. Clearly. Yes. Clearly, this was all preparation. Yes, yes. It's just you're gonna be in school. So Oh my goodness. This is uh-uh. This is so good. So I I, I do wanna I just wanna ask you something really quick. So you just mentioned this is kind of throwing one in there, but you just okay. mentioned something about um, knowing your your husband's your husband's fears and um, how do you how do, how can a woman be able to um, I guess have that trust with her spouse or have that trust with somebody she's dating if they have fears to uh, allow them to open up to communicate those things because oh, I've so noticed good. strongly. Men and women are so yeah, different. Yeah. And it, it, it could take a lot. It, yes. And so here's the thing. Because we are, we grew up relational. So mm. think about it. When you were little, as a little girl, you were given a baby doll. Mm-hmm. You were given two Barbies. You were already practicing and walking out how to have a home. Wow. Right? Wow. So with the, and talking. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you, you were picking up on cues and things that a, a male is supposed to say and a female is supposed to say. Yeah, these little boys are out here with their little car. Yeah, GI Joe. Right, and so they're not taught that relational mm. piece. That key, um, I think, you know, it's key to have that relational sense of it. So that's why. Everyone listening, if you got a male, you know, if you got a son, a, a young uncle, somebody under 18, be preparing them mm, to be relational, right? Because we so can good. change that. Yeah. We can. We, yeah. And I think as parents, we have respons- oh, a responsibility. So I've taken it on as a mother. I have a 24 year old son, a 22 year old wow. son, and a 15 year old son. Wow. And I've taken on the responsibility of really training them on how to be more relational so, so that we're not still talking about this in 10 years mm. and why they can't, you know, like how they can communicate better. Yeah. Anyhow, so, getting specific to your question, I really feel as though if they. If you're in a relationship and you're mm-hmm. starting off having some conversation, getting to know one another, plan out your questions. Mm. Especially if you're over the phone, 
If yeah. you're on the phone, before you get on there, plan on some questions. One of the wow. things that I did at 27 is I was, I made it my business to learn him. Wow, that's so good. So I, and I wanted him to, and when I was doing that, it was building trust. Yeah, that's good. You know? And it wasn't like, well, I'm going to be asking you all these questions just so you can like <laughs> me, right? You know, we can play those games. But it's right. like, no, I really want to mm. know you. And then depending on our age, if you're 30, 32, 33, like you don't yeah. really want to keep playing games. Right. So I really want to know. Right. What is a... You know, like what irks you? I really want to know what excites you, right? And there's so many different things. My husband and I, 17 years of marriage, we have conversation starter cards Mm. that we have found. And I wish I had them right here in front of me. Um, But these cards are incredible. So it'll talk about things like a question. So what was your favorite gift, your favorite Christmas gift? Do you remember your favorite Christmas gift? Oh, my goodness. You know, and... Um, do you remember when you were in school, did you have a lunchbox? And do you remember like what was on your lunchbox, what it looked like? So describe it. So those are the things that we talk about. And then what happens is we will pull out one question and answer it. And then it just goes, it just moves and it evolves that conversation. So so a man, I believe most men Mm. want to know that you see them. Wow. See them, right? And especially, I mean, especially in this environment of black men, right? So I actually thought that's a whole other subject. I actually thought I was going to marry a white man. Wow, that's who I was. That's who I grew up with. Okay. Right. I went to all white school all my life, so that's who I actually. That's what I was dating. Okay. White men, but that's a whole we talk about that another time. Yes, (laughs) we're gonna (laughs) talk about it. Yeah, with a with a, a black man, especially, they want to know: Do you see them? Oh my goodness! Right. So I think that that is where you can start when it comes to really um, trying to get them to open up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Asking questions and not like where you going through. Well, okay, I got that answer. Okay, next question. But having right. really like. Like a softness, a gentleness with it. Yeah. Ask two questions, and a lot of times it will, depending on what he's gone through, it will just end up spilling out. Now, it can take some time, right? But Mm -hmm. you can go back and say, you know what? So, Michael, I heard you say, mention this, this, Mm -hmm. and this, and this. How did this make you feel? Like, were you okay with that? You know, or did that make you feel uncomfortable when that person, like, you know, like cut you off or um, when you were at your job and you were up for a promotion, like how did you handle that? Wow. So those type of conversations that we would have with the female, have them with that man. Yeah, that is right? so good. Uh, listen, I'm signing up for the uh, <laughs> for the coaching. <laughs> this is good. We just got a free session. Listen, listen, queens. We just got a free session right here. Coach Lakeisha, listen, I'm telling you, I'm over here. I got my notes. I'm over here like, oh, okay. That lit. I'm telling you, this is so good. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> I apologize for throwing that. But um, I had to throw that in there. Thank you for explaining that because I think that we have to know how each other operate. We have to know how each other function and not get offended because the other person is different. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. we're literally reared to act a certain way. You know, yes, men play with it. Girl. Yes. 
coming out of the womb, you're getting married, this and that, plaiting your hair, you have to do this or that. And men, totally different. And, and oh gosh, this is so good. This really, 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 really is good because um, society, you know, puts all these standards and say that we have to be, look like this and that. And it, mm. it really was never God's intention, you know, yeah. to have these ideologies or these ideas that we have to look like this or have to live up to this and that. It's brought more division than anything. Yeah. And I think, oh my goodness, if we go back, you know, to our just relationship with God, just um, allowing Him to embrace, you know, embrace us more, heal us. And like you said, be okay with unlearning certain things and be okay with learning the right things. I believe more relationships will, will work, more marriages will work. Yeah. If people hear just the stuff that you're saying, the practical things that you're saying, like even right now, I know yeah. that more relationships will work because a lot of people are like, well, we're too different. Well, that's okay. You can learn how to work together, learn how to live yeah. together, learn yeah. that other person. Oh yeah. my goodness, this is so good. This One of the things that I think about is that we had a, a couple that we were um, coaching. We do we do couples mentoring and individual mentoring, um, but they were com- trying to convince us that they needed to separate to grow. Wow! And it's like, okay, we're gonna like fix or we're gonna work on ourselves separately, and then we'll get back together. Wow! And it was like, why do you have that concept? Like, where did that come mm. from? So we, you know, dig deep into that but that's a lie that's a trick from the enemy it is to have you to think that you have to separate to grow you know it's like no like if we start thinking about um, a plant and they have different parts of it and you start separating it typically depending on how it was separated usually that other plant in a new pot is going to die it's going to wither away so that's just a trick of the enemy to think that you can actually grow and go forward Oh my goodness, this is so good. Seriously, this right here is. I, do you have, um, we're gonna need some, <laughs> we're gonna have to do like, listen, some type of book club with a book or something and have some interactive sessions because this is so needed right now. I'm trying to tell you because I know that God, um, what he was telling me is he was saying that he was building purpose partners and, and the relationships that he was allowing people to be, um, to put together right now, they were going to be, of course, for a reason. And it's yeah. time out for just connecting with somebody because, you know, they find as wine or they're built like, you know, more chestnut and then they have no purpose. They have, they don't know who they are. God is saying, I have things for y'all to do together. You know what I mean? There, There's things that need to be accomplished yet here on this earth. And it literally starts with that. It starts with saying, God, show me myself, show yes. me my purpose and show me his purpose, you know, so yes. I can make a better decision. Is this somebody I'm supposed to be connected with? Because it does, it all um, comes down to, are we going to make the, the right decisions? God's not going to force us to do anything. Yeah. You know, and I think okay. a lot of people fail to realize that like God gives us the ability to make wise decisions to connect with somebody mm-hmm. so that we can go forth in establish things that God wants us to have. So I'm super excited about this. So we have talked, oh my gosh, about a lot of this stuff. What I want to do is kind of go down a little bit and okay. um, kind of skip a few things. But I want to ask you this, um, two things. So yeah. I want to ask you, what were the... Um, when you were dating, what was the most important thing that you learned not to do? And then I want, if you could just follow up with, uh, while dating someone, how can we protect ourselves emotionally, spiritually, and physically? Mm-hmm. 
um, one of the things I learned not to do was fix him. Mm. Wow. I wanted to, I'm a fixer. Wow. And, you know, a lot of times I think that can be in both male and female. Mm. Um, but I was wanting to fix him to my personality. Yeah. So my personality is, um, I am an, uh, an extrovert. Okay. He is um, an introvert. And then his personality is uh, more of, he can be an extrovert, mm-hmm. Um you know, you could, when that is necessary, right? Right. right. Um, but for the most part, it's like I'm behind the scenes, mm-hmm. um, and so I wanted to fix. That was one of the things I wanted to fix in him. Mm-hmm. But there's that balance that you know, a lot of times you can have an extrovert marry another extrovert, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I, I read years ago. I mean, years ago that what you what can happen is you can fall in love with someone. And love that whatever that is, that thing about them. Yeah. And then eventually later on in the marriage, it's the thing that irks you the most. Ooh. Right? And so you gotta wow. be careful with that. You gotta be mindful um, uh, about that. And so for so me, good. it definitely was making sure that I stopped fixing him. Yeah. I had to, to stop that. And then just knowing that sometimes he just wants to share. You know, mm. and now he didn't want me to put on my counselor hat. Yeah. So a therapist, so you'll have to be mindful of that. Like, okay, mm. I don't want the therapist. I want my wife. So good. You know, and being able Ooh. to separate those two. So that was definitely something that I learned not to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. And then um, to, how to protect ourselves when it comes to you know, just emotionally, spiritually, physically. Um, having the same goal. Mm. That, so in the in relationship, in the ending of it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times as women, because we're relational, we are going in with, this is possibly somebody that I'm going to learn and get to know and maybe go into marriage. Well, the male could possibly be under the impression like, oh, we're just chilling. Right. I ain't thinking about marriage. Right. I haven't really thought about marriage ever. Right? And so the way that we protect ourselves okay. um, is by, you know, having some conversations, but knowing this, that if you are in a dating relationship and the relationship ends, um, we have automatically decided that that is bad because um, our emotions are attached to it. But right. we have got to put on a different lens um, and say, no, I started to date that person. I went into courtship with that person um, to discover if we were compatible. Wow. It wow. ended because we discovered that we were Word. compatible. Wow. That's so if we put on a different lens to say like, wow, you know, no, we went into that and we, we didn't go into it with just, I'm going to marry you. We went in to discover if we were going to be able to be married and we discovered wow, we aren't compatible for marriage. Mm. And so it ended. Wow. And so having that thought process, changing the language um, is going to help us to keep us emotionally safe. Yeah. Right. You know, with that. 
That is so good. That is, oh my goodness, this whole time has been absolutely amazing. I want to ask you, is there anything that you would like to say to the um, to the married ladies or any message you want to say to the, the ladies who are dating and not yet married? Anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? So I think with the couples, um, have an accountability couple, mm. right? Um, don't do marriage alone. So many times um, couples are like, I don't want nobody to know my business, you know, and everybody needs to know your business. The wow. right everybody's, the right everybody's need to know your business. The right everybody's. The right everybody's. Um, and then also when it comes to the single women, don't give up on love. Mm, you know, we've made so some mistakes good. and, you know, we're older and we're like, man, it's a little, you know, difficult out here, but don't give up on it. You know, what was so profound for me with my husband was that the Holy Spirit had woke me up and we had, we had been dating and, um, I was concerned whether or not like to move forward, mm. um, in, in marriage. And we had talked about it a little bit because that was really the foundation of how our church was. It was like, you're going be dating for a purpose right (laughs) (laughs) and so I was kind of like okay do I was really looking for the Holy Spirit to confirm you know Mm -hmm. what I should do how I should move forward if I should start opening up my heart and the Holy Spirit gave me a picture of um, some boxes like different level boxes Mm -hmm. and literally the the tallest one um filled up with water and then flowed down to the other ones, wow. right? And it was like, gosh, what is this, Holy mm. Spirit? And it um, was, the, the Holy Spirit said, I am teaching Siobhan how to love you. His love is going to be overflowing because his love is from me. Wow. And I'm literally going to, the Holy Spirit said, I'm literally going to have you experience my love through him. Wow, that is powerful. Listen so powerful. here. Oh my goodness, that is so powerful. And you know what? I'm going to be transparent. That is one thing I'll put out there that I have asked for that within my spouse that I literally can feel the love of God. I literally can feel and experience like it is so. It is wow. it is so. Look at that. I'm a witness all on Woo! here today. Woo! what he's no respecter of persons 17 years ago he's still doing today yeah exactly what has happened yeah really has absolutely been the love the patience Mm. that shows and displays the understanding Mm -hmm. um i used to be and still have issues with being very sarcastic Mm, okay and that we know what sarcasm does yeah oh i mean that's definitely uncomfortable and so i am reminded whenever i have to talk about marriage which is a lot Mm. i'm reminded (laughs) about that process and how the holy spirit said like the love that you are going to receive from him is me Mm. i'm going to love you lakeisha wow Wow. So I've held on to that and the Holy Spirit has lived through that, um, walked through that, made him be part of that, you know, yeah. Whole yeah. agreement. Um, and it has been wonderful. Oh absolutely, my goodness. Absolutely wonderful. I mean, no verbal abuse, no mental abuse. Love it. I mean, really love from the father. Mm. That's that's part of the advocacy for marriage and doing it God's way and holding, you know, your 
yourself with being worth the wait. Yes. That is, oh my Venice queen. Listen, this has been absolutely amazing. Seriously, this has been, I am... I am so full, but even though I'm full, I'm like, I want dessert. <laughs> no, this has been so good. And I I, I really just um to speak blessings upon upon you, upon your ministry, upon for you and your husband. And I really, as you were talking, I really I wanted to share this with you. <clears throat> as you were talking, I um I began to see that God is going to use you. And I even see like with celebrities that God is going to use you with, and He's going to allow you to touch maybe some people that others may view as untouchable, you know, or some people that are not their relationship with God is not really there, but they need to hear your testimony. They need to hear your story because it's going to change things. It's going to help them. And even if you're looking, you know, if you have time, you know, at times, you know, however you spend your extra time, if it's looking at TV, if you catch up on some shows or whatever, even I I just, it was almost like, it was almost like God showed you a glimpse or um, as if you've seen something or seen a person on TV that was dealing with uh, marital issues and he allowed you to be able to touch that person to reach out to that person even though they were on tv even though you know they may be in the eye of uh, you know like celebrity status i believe god is going to place you there he's going to place you there because they need the light they need the light that you have to give and um everything that you've gone through has prepared you for now and so i just really see you know that god just using you more and more and so i'm excited about your future i'm excited about what he's doing for you now and your husband as well and i know that uh you're gonna help build marriages help pour you know pour into other women and just you know help women really be who god created them to be and so i really thank you for this time i really do i really thank you for this time yes pleasure How, how can we stay connected to you yeah so we have a uh, facebook page um and it's called first comes love Mm. marriage retreat and so we it started off with just really being housed for marriage retreat information Mm. but it has expanded and we just haven't changed the name um to just something else uh, besides just being marriage retreat, but it's all things for uh, marriage. And it's not just people who are married on there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I used to be frustrated about is when I was single, um, I felt like it was this elite club that I wanted mm-hmm. to learn about, but only get in once I got married. And so I wanted to learn about it before I got in the club. I wanted to see, do I yeah. want to be in this club? <laughs> right. Let me learn, right? Do I want to be married? Right. right? And so I, I love the fact that you um, share um, information, you know, about being married, about being single, mainly marriage. And I really feel as though single people should attach themselves to that information because that's how you learn. Yeah. Like you're not typically learning how to be married when all you've surrounded yourself with was single people. Mm-hmm. And that's not bad, but you have to have some married people, mm-hmm. right, in your life. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's so important. So we have that Facebook page. Um, 
And then we have a marriage retreat that we do. This year, we're not hosting the, the typical marriage retreat. Okay. Um, because of COVID, but we are doing something virtual. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. And more than likely that'll be open to singles. Last year we did have singles at our marriage. Oh retreat. my goodness. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had singles that we, we had a, a Friday night um, designed for the for single people to come and it was great. It was wow. super impactful. Yes, it was super impactful. So that was really nice. So we'll probably have something again. Um, but it's the first weekend of October and um, that'll be coming out. Registration and stuff will be coming out. But actually, it's not going to really be a cost, but we still want to know who's coming. Right. Um, so that's where that registration will be for. But that'll be coming out probably the end of August. And so um, you'll see that at the end of August, all of September, to be able to join us virtually. Yes, absolutely. That's exciting. Well, yes, you all definitely go out and follow this queen and her husband's ministry. Um, as you can see, she is very powerful. She is definitely chosen by God. And I know that God is going to continu- continually use her to save marriages. That's what I heard. He's going to use you to save marriages. And so you guys, I pray that this um, session, this episode was absolutely something that you needed to hear, that you needed to feel. I'm always here to pray for you guys. You can send your prayer requests to me. You can send that um, by email or social media. Um, You guys also remember to subscribe to the social uh, media, uh, social media and the YouTube channel. Also subscribe to the podcast. It's available on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and others. Remember to share it. And as I always say, remember to renew your mind. It is a gold mine. Love you guys. Thank you. Empower me with Aerie.